0: you're listening to soul school with laura Coe and kevin kaiser on this show we dive into life's biggest questions who are we what are we here to do and how can we fearlessly live as our truest deepest selves soul school is the spiritual education you never received so if you're ready join us as we explore together soul school is in session welcome back everybody kevin kaiser here this week we have something we're trying. It's a, it's experimental now, In the little soul school, we are uh, launching a new community called the still point. And the still point is a biweekly uh, gathering of people from all over the world. And it's essentially going to be an Akashic records education. Now during these sessions, Laura is going to channel guidance from the Akashic realm. Um, and we're also going to take questions from the community and it's all in service of learning how to really gain, gain our own guidance, learn how to tap into this information ourselves so that we can live more awake, aware, and free. So this is the spiritual education that uh, we all wish we would have had. So what today's episode is, uh, it's a, a recording that Laura and I did to practice what the still point is going to be. So we came up with a question and the question was, uh, around our, how our soul creates a soul plan in order to fulfill our purpose. And so Laura tunes into the Akashic records, uh, on this podcast. So if you've ever wondered what that's like, you get to be a fly on the wall. So, this is our way of practicing for what the still point is. And the still point launches August 2nd. If you want to check it out, go to littlesoul.school slash still point. But for now, sit back, relax, listen in as Laura taps into the Akashic records. And we start talking about our soul's purpose and our soul plan.
1: And with this light, we open ourselves to our soul's purpose. And with this light, we open ourselves to be guided towards our highest good and the highest good of those we love. So Laura is given the truth to best serve her on her healing journey into the love and acceptance that is most beneficial for her in this moment. And with this light and guidance, we unlock the energy field of Laura to receive the record of her soul. Okay, so how do we unlock our soul plan to better understand our soul's purpose? All right, so I'm going to get quiet for uh, about 10 to 20 seconds, just so the guide's energy starts to come through, and then I'll share as I receive. All right. All right, be right back. <laughs> okay, so how do our souls decide on a our soul plan, our lesson? know our souls decide on a soul all right so they're starting off by telling me about how it's an intricate system an intricate intricate they're saying intricate system it's like they're showing me um the remember the pickup sticks game that you played as a kid
2: mm-hmm.
1: so oh, i'm yeah. seeing pickup sticks yeah those those little thin yeah
2: mm-hmm. oh
1: yeah um So the intricate system, it's like, it's like, you know, when you wanted to get one of those little sticks out from the middle and it was like, oh my God, so carefully. Um, So it feels like when you do a soul plan, when you're working out what you wanted to do in this lifetime, it's similar in feeling to that, but it's the opposite. It's not pulling something out. It's placing something in. Mm. Okay. Cause if you remember the game, right those little um those little sticks were placed so precariously one on top of the other and if one falls it's like it all kind of crumbles down a little bit and so mm-hmm. it feels like as we plan our souls they're calling it a process through multiple incarnations Towards like an ultimate soul's purpose final finale, final call or something. Um, there that's how they want to phrase it. So as we as we live through multiple incarnations, we are interested in developing a connection to ourselves over many lifetimes so that we feel uh in relationship to ourselves in a way that is so interconnected that those pickup sticks um become, (laughs) they're making like a little Lego log like a little sturdy log right so it's no longer these finely placed um, little you know little pieces little pins um it's it's really this like very aligned true sort of north star feeling like i'm really connected to myself so when we plan our soul plan our our lesson for this life it's like how do i how do i slip in how do i slip in something that feels like it's like very precariously. So they turned this feeling of the pickup sticks into um, now threading a needle feeling. It's like, it's like threading it in in a way that feels really aligned to the intention of that soul in that lifetime. So that the, it's an interesting way of saying it, the relationship to itself becomes more integrated over multiple lifetimes. So it's like that that relaxed feeling of pickup sticks becomes that that center feeling. Okay, so what that what that means outside of metaphor, um how does that work exactly? I I feel like I want to ask, you know, how that how that works outside of metaphor. The the Akashic realm is very metaphoric. So then we have to translate that. Um, it takes multiple lifetimes to learn how to coherently organize a life. It actually doesn't happen in a first life or a second life. You kind of come in hard and fast in a bunch of lives and it's like, whoops, (laughs) it's like I'm feeling like I ran into the kitchen and I didn't realize it was just mopped. And I was like, I just kind of slide across the room, um, But like they're saying not to worry, it's not like some crisis happens in the first few lives. It's just more like, I don't know, a baby without its legs, right? It's not so sturdy. It's not so strong. It's not so developed, right? So over lifetimes, the soul learns how to plan a little better. um, And it learns how to organize lives for the highest maximum output possible. I look to myself and for my highest good and I ask myself, what is it that I would like to learn in self? They're referring to soul self. So I'm on the other side and I'm connecting in and I, and I, as a soul, I ask myself, what does that mean? It's so interesting. So now they've put me in this feeling of radiant light. They're saying radiant light shines in. So there's something on the other side where we're connected into like a an an energy source say like there's a a much more visceral connection to source to god to 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 right the divine so we're like th- like what it feels like for me is that there's this like fueling tank feelings like i don't know like a semi truck has to fuel up right like it's like my my energy of self is getting an infusion of of divine light and while i'm receiving that i am <laughs> weird i'm considering the odds of of what might happen in a lifetime um if i do this if i do that if i then what then how does that work what does that mean what would that look like right i'm going through iterations on my soul's journey of like you know perhaps who i've been before and perhaps what i'd like to see and and i'm just refining and refining technique that I've learned over many lifetimes so that I can kind of optimally plan this soul structure for this lifetime so that I, I find out who I really am. So how does the planning, like, cause we want to know how does the plan work? The soul plan, the soul purpose. So it's like, I'm going through all these iterations Okay, so I being my soul is like I'm 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 connecting in with all of this content or information and I'm sifting through it like rapid fire, right? Like I, I have this ability on the other side to understand myself at this totally different level. It's like the frequency is really high. Um I feel like I'm really, um, like I'm a fast learner is what they're calling it. It's like, I can really connect in, in a way that I can't normally understand myself. Right. And in the human plane is what they're referring to. So, well, the earth plane is one of many places we go, but let's just say that for now. Um, okay. So then as I, I look at the optimal settings, uh, I ask, myself, saying, I ask myself a few questions. What would it be like if I transformed in this way or in that way or in this way or in that way, right? Like maybe male versus female, maybe I want to come in, right? Like in different ways, shapes, forms, sizes, what would that do to, to change the experience? Um, so that's one thing that we... Uh, it's like, it feels like a projector. Like, it's like, I feel like that little kids game where I have the little projector thing on there and I can like sift Mm -hmm. through. It's like, I get to kind of almost embody and experience it in a way before I come to kind of sense out, I want to say feel, but it's like sense out what that experience is like. Cause it's like, um, It's like a sensory experience in a way, like, obviously I'm not embodied. So it's, it's like a sensory experience. I'm having what might feel like a sensory experience on the other side so that I can, to the best of my knowledge or ability on the soul plane, understand how these versions might play out in reality, human reality. So I go through those iterations, male, female, cat, dog. (laughs) I don't want to be a pig. I don't know, right? Like different things, and I and I ask myself these questions about it, and I refrain from judgment because on the other side, I'm not in a judgmental state. I'm very relaxed and at ease. I'm I'm at peace with my own essence, Um, so I don't have to judge. It's like, oh, you know, (laughs) I got hit by a car in that version, or I I died three times that way, or right, like all these things that happen that are bad, right? We we don't have that anxiety or stress around as a soul. So we get to sort of vision it out through this lens of non-judgment. Um, so we spend time participating in that, plus or minus, because again, you're only participating through the lens of being a soul, right? You're not embodied. They're calling it. So in this experiment of the soul, I'm like playing with this this process um so when do i ask this when do i get to a place where i know what my soul lesson or soul plan is it's like well if i embody in this way in this shape and form if i do it that way if i right um Mm -hmm. i may or may not it may or may not come to fruition and so it's like not a great idea right that's not the best of plans so why would i go and embody and waste a lifetime when there's really no fruits of the labor i'm not really going to get the outcome right and and they don't mean outcome in the way that humans worry about it but it's almost like sacred to go and embody so you don't want to just waste the experience um is how they say it so so i pick and choose and there's pick and choose my battles you know because i don't want to go and have the experience that comes out on the other side where i'm i yeah i've just i've wasted time um So interesting, Kevin. So they're basically like, right? Like, we understand in that plane of reality, like time is real. It's a precious gift to be alive, and you know we don't want to take that for granted, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So after I investigate, what looks like many, 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 many lives, lifetimes. Like, what do I? What do I want to do here? what could I do? What should I do? Why does this work? Why does that not work? Like all that stuff. Um, I get to a place where I ask myself a few
2: questions, like, like, would that work? Would that amplify my soul's expression? Whew. That's beautiful. Um, well, I find
1: myself in a higher radiant light. Well, I Offer that to the world, and it's like a yes/no kind of feeling, like kind of like Monopoly. Do not stop, right? Go. Do not collect hundred dollars. It's like yes or no. Like yes, that'll happen. No, it won't. And if it's like, it's it's like a scale, though. I'm I'm not sure that it's so black and white in the end. Like it's like if I'm leaning more towards yes, or if I'm I'm heavily weighted towards no, then it's like that won't be the the sole expression of this lifetime. That doesn't make any sense. And so I'll keep organizing myself to the highest probability or likelihood of success on the other plane until I find one where it sort of magically appears of like, oh, okay, yep, this is the one, this feels aligned and truthful and right in this lifetime to go in this direction optimally for my soul's expression. So what does that mean? It's like, Why do they keep saying pig, Kevin? I didn't know you incarnate as a pig. Why do they keep saying pig? Are you being funny or is that real? It's confusing me to come in like an animal. Because they keep saying you come in like a man, woman, or pig or like and I'm like, what? Like I'm just since we're not on as a mountain. (laughs) What? As a
3: mountain? Like as a mineral, vegetable, animal?
1: Yeah. Do we come in as animals a lot? Sometimes.
2: I didn't know that either. Okay. Um Okay.
1: So, um so yeah, it's like then the last step I just wanted to check so if I if I do that, then how do I know what the actual lesson is? So it's like maybe on kindness or goodness or um connection to the earth or the quality of your investment into yourself or others. Um and you kind of like align towards that truth as the reality that you want to pursue for this lifetime or multiple lifetimes until you figure it out. Okay. That feels like a really good stopping point.
2: I have all kinds of questions. (laughs) So I have a question about, um, what, why? So people talk about the soul overriding
3: or not overriding but. Like there's our will. we have to align to our soul's purpose because we can have a soul plan and not fulfill it. Um, so what is it that blocks the souls? How come we're not in alignment with our souls?
1: Mm. Right. So we embody and then we why do we insert our free will?
3: How are we, yeah, how is it that we're disconnected from our souls? Like what is what part of us is disconnected
2: from our souls?
1: Okay. All right, so we got the soul plan. We embody. Why are we disconnected from our souls? Oof. I mean, they took me into this immediate feeling, it's not fun at all. Ugh. It's like this horrible. They're calling it like friction. So it's like almost like a birth canal. Like, but, but <laughs> they're making a birth canal with like. Like spikes. It's like for mm-hmm. the the soul to embody is very what's the word I want it? in a way, it's like a gentle process. in a way, it's a very, very, very taxing process, right? It does not feel particularly great. Um so, so the soul alignment, it's like like there's a it's like a how do they want to say this? it's it's so in an infusion of soul into the physical form, it's like, I don't know they're making a joke but it's like you have cherry lemonade and you just want to turn it into soda it's like woof that's a hard process right so you've got this physical form and you're trying to like infuse it with something that's like like there's a generic quality to what the soul is in a lot of ways but it doesn't necessarily like align with the the earth plane like the physical and so it's just getting the the two the two Entities to meet up and and sync up. It seems like that process is uh, extraordinarily like difficult or challenging on a soul level. So the soul's like alignment, organization towards being on the earth plane can be challenging, frustrating, depressing, overwhelming. Wait, so the soul is depressed or overwhelmed? It's like the soul's weird right like i i think of humans as being depressed i don't think of souls as being depressed um it's like a they're trying to use the word overwhelm because it's like a fear overwhelm like the, those are the words that we may use on on the human realm to explain it on the soul realm it's like more like gas and particles and energy kind of feelings like how do you take the Something that's sort of endless and spacious and timeless and 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 contain or organize it. It there's just a quality of that where it's like you have snow and you have a huge amount of like really fluffy snow and then you compress it into a snowball, right? And it's like okay, you know, and it, then it's dense and heavy and weighted. Oh, what a good metaphor, um, right? And it's fun and you can throw it at your friend or whatever, and then it breaks open, but it never goes back to being um, fluffy again, and so the soul kind of prefers that fluffy state that it rains. Oh, so cute. So the snow comes down in it's fluffy state and right. And then it becomes this dense snowball and then it gets thrown at a friend and then it breaks on the floor and it's like, and then it melts. Right. And that's kind of the equivalent of death or something. And so that's all fine. Uh, Nobody mourns the snowball, but from a soul level, it's like, I like, I I just, I being a soul, I just prefer my fluffiness. So there's a, there's a missing or a longing or a wanting to go back uh, to be free again, to be in its full state. Cause this sort of condensed stuff it's restrictive. So your question about why the human free will stuff, it's like um, <laughs> when it's all smushed in like that, it's like, I can't find myself in here. It's like somebody's turned all the lights off or something. It's just very hard for it to, Uh, it's, it's frequency to rise up effectively in form like a snowball, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's tight. So it's like, how does it open itself to the light when it's not so free or flexible? So spontaneity, long walks, um, sitting by a river, uh, enjoying a meditation. These are the kinds of things that it's a little spring back in its step
2: (laughs) interesting i have another question
1: yeah
3: will there ever come a point in time when human when souls will no longer
2: need to incarnate as humans (laughs) that's just a small question (laughs) okay
1: all right. So the, this is a long answer. The physical plane offers a lot of abundance for soul growth, the the earth plane. It's it's like, okay. So they're taking me to a forest and they're showing me like, you know, the vegetation and life in a forest, right? You've got the bananas everywhere in the trees, the monkeys, the plant life, like, you know, there's fish everywhere. Everything is just full force, right? You've got the full, full forest going and full forest, full forest forest uh, going. There's just like an incredible amount of vegetation, wildlife, plant life. Everything is in full bloom in the forest. It's like, imagine those beautiful, beautiful wild orchids or like the, 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 the grass and the moss and the trees and the vines, Everything is just living in like this totality. Um, the universe is sort of like that. If you want to think about it that way, there's this sort of totality quality. Like there's so much, there's so much abundance um, except for this felt experience. Like there's not an experience. And so if you think about all the nature in the forest, it's like um, preserved in its perfect form, right? Perfect form. It's so beautiful. It's like unrecognizably beautiful. Uh like now they're showing me a person walking through there, right? Enjoying the vegetation, enjoying it, enjoying the experiences. It's like the 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 soul, the embodiment. it's like the opportunity to express it through full nature. It's full nature in nature. It needs to be nurtured through nature to express itself in fullness. It's not alive in the same way on the other side. So, this this metaphor of like the forest it's like it's wonderful all the plant life everything it's wonderful but like the process of being a human exploring it right and being in it is what brings nature alive in a sense right it's like the the experiential part of it through the process of being human what a weird metaphor so so we similarly right Are connected into nature. It's like the soul connects into the human, and it gets to have this experience, this full-bodied experience in this plane of reality. So, I mean, without it, there's instruction for the soul. There's ways for the soul growth to happen. There's other modalities of learning, um, for sure. But with it, it's it's like an extra bonus of learning and growing and expanding. this feels like I could go on for
2: half an hour yeah. yeah, that's a big big question, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's okay, I have can I can ask one other, okay, so does each soul have its own personality? Mm-hmm. Like, so, does if, it have an identity right is there
1: so is there a unique stamp to each soul? Is it like the snow on this? All right. So I don't know what, where we're going, but it, they're telling me about a gardening and, and you've got the like gardening gloves on, right. And you've got your gardening tools. You've got the hoe, like you're going to tend to the field. Um, so it's like, if you think about gardening and you say, what does it mean to be in a garden and garden as a gardener? <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to figure out, um, an intention or a purpose or a plan with this process, right? Like I'm thinking about the soil. I'm thinking about the sun. I'm thinking about how much lighter shade I'm thinking about where to plant seeds. And I'm thinking about where to fence things around so that the animals don't get in. And a, all this process goes into this gardening, right? And and I have to imagine it months or years later to, to um, create the perfect garden that will grow year over year, over year, over year. Otherwise I'm wasting a lot of energy and time on a single plant or like a half baked garden. Um, they're starting with this idea of, of soul purpose in a lifetime before we get to the sort of broader soul stamp of a, of a unique individual. But, um, so I, I, I feel like this gardening process, right. It's like, how do I evolve this garden over time year over year, month over month. So it's like this little garden then goes out, in perpetuity in front of me, where it just keeps expanding, right? And they're saying the light of the individual, the soul, it, it just expands over lifetimes, it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing into this infinite experience, right? Of of totality, where it finally ends itself. Right. Like when does okay, so imagine this patch of, of gardening. And, and every year I like plant more and I have more soil and I have more growth and I have more land and I have more soil and I have more growth. And I keep planting and doing it properly. And I keep expanding those fences in all directions until it's like, where does my garden start or stop in regards to nature? It just becomes, right? So if you, they're sort of, they're, they're taking the garden all the way out and then all the way to the sides. And then they're showing me from the earth plane, right? It's like, where does my garden start or stop? It just keeps going, right? So if you can say from a soul level, I'm just like that garden, I'm just Evolving, evolving, and evolving over time until I become the totality of all things, right? Like I, I it's like there's a feeling of um of no space right, between me and the other gardens, everything else that's growing. Mm-hmm. So what is an individual? Are we individual soul stamps? Are we individual gardens? Um, so to speak, so to speak?
2: Uh, how would they describe it?
1: They know I like this idea of air. So they're going to start there. It's like, like I take, I take a deep breath and I know that I am the expansive air within myself. I'm also aware that I am available to all the air around myself. And so this garden, right. It's like, where's the beginning and end of it? Where does it start or stop at some point? Right. It's like just whole, you un- know, like if everybody has this individual garden, and everybody's growing it it becomes the spaciousness then and then all of a sudden it's like where is mine to yours you know is, is that my plant or is that your plant i can't tell the difference anymore This overlap right and then they start to grow into each other <laughs> right and now somebody else's garden is growing right across my garden <laughs> you know and so this is this quality of interconnectedness that we hear about and so it's like, okay, yes, yes, in a sense, right? So this original soil that I've put, um, the, the, um, I don't, it's a soil that I, they're turning it into baked cookies. I'm hoping we can stick with this metaphor and not move some, <laughs> I'm, like trying. I'm like, wait, just stay here. Do I talk about baked cookies? Uh okay, they're making me go to baking cookies. They're like saying, you have all the ingredients. There's the chocolate chip. There's the flour, right? There's the egg. There's the milk. All this stuff goes into it. And and you put it in the oven and it comes out and it's like, find all those qualities. It's a cookie now. It's a cookie. And so on a soul level, uh, sure. At the beginning, perhaps you are this individuated, there's this individuated quality to you where we might say you're a chocolate chip and you're one- your are vanilla <laughs> and then it's like but over time is it really important because it all becomes the chocolate chip cookie
2: mm. and that so you
1: sense. yeah you through your soul planning and life lessons ultimately reside in the chocolate chip cookie the totality
2: the cosmic chip cookie
1: What does that feel like i'm so dying to learn more about this
3: i feel like i experienced it in my five meo dmt experiences where like i Mm -hmm. i you can't even describe it's just a sense
1: yeah i did too that,
3: that there was there was it was like individuality
2: but collectivity at the plurality at the same time
1: yeah i became i became The infinite galaxy. Yep. But I, so there was this infinite galaxy that I was, but it was from a point of view. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep.
3: That's the way I experienced it too. But but even that point of view was a we.
1: Yes.
2: And I somehow
3: had this intuition that, that even that had its own cycle, like even that had its own collapse into death in a way
1: mm. Mm, I didn't get there I just sat in that I was
3: yeah. just... yep and and it was a it was like this it was a hum it was like a note yeah. that contained all notes yeah and I can still kind of yeah kind for, of sense the
1: for yeah. sure yeah yeah the vastness and the silence um my friend from grammar school was over and she was talking about how she loves skydiving because there's this moment where you're moving faster than, I don't know, it's something, a speed that you're moving. Oh, but it's
3: terminal velocity.
1: So a bird was going and it was like, uh-huh. She's like, but the silence, you know, and then the speed of things. She's like, but I remember thinking, this is familiar. Mm. I was like, "Oh, that's so interesting." Because for me, scuba diving, when I go down, it's like, troof,
2: troof. Mm-hmm.
1: "Have you ever done it?"
2: Mm-mm.
1: Oh, it's dead silent. Like it's shockingly silent, and the yeah. only thing you hear is this water. Like um,
2: your regulator.
1: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. it's dead silent. Like, like nothing you can create in, in above here. And you're just like, what the fuck? So. yeah. <laughs> right. So like, like, and I remember like the reason I wanted to scuba dive was just to have that feeling. Yeah. Right. And That's I was like, like space.
2: Uh-huh. It's, it's a different kind of space.
1: But I think now it's because it right. reminds me of not being embodied. Mm. That was her point, right? Like yeah. brought her back to that still point
2: this is going to be a cool podcast
0: so there you have it friends it's a taste of what the still point is if you're interested go to little slash still point again it's a bi-weekly gathering of people from all over the world where we're doing just what laura did here she taps into the Akashic realm to ask a question that we've decided beforehand And then I act as a bridge between the community and her and ask and bounce questions back and forth with the the guides so that we can all learn how to live more awake, aware, and free. So if if that's your thing, check it out, littlesoul.school slash
2: stillpoint. We'd love to have you and I'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I really hope that you consider checking out the Little Soul School, littlesoul.school, where there's a community of people dedicated to soul growth, soul learning, and the Akashic energy, a space that holds all of our soul's histories, everything we've ever done in all of our lifetimes. Because they're looking for a deeper connection to themselves, a place to experiment and play with spirituality in a non-judgmental, vulnerable, open community of people. No woo-woo, no fluff, just fun and connection. Come check it out, littlesoul.school.